Happy Monday, or should I say, Happy Monday, Medical Mom of NICU Day. I'm Tanisha, a medical mom of NICU to a kidney warrior and cancer fighter, plus a pandemic mom of two under two. Welcome to Medical Moms of NICU podcast, where we help NICU moms, life after NICU moms, and NICU moms of medically complex miracles worldwide navigate the medical system with ease by sharing medical mom tips, NICU resources, and medical advice from medical experts. We thank you for listening every Monday to each episode, whether you are in the hospital making powerful life-changing decisions for your miracle to thrive, or you're at home adjusting to the round-the-clock medical care your miracle requires after NICU discharge. We thank you for listening to each episode, downloading it, and sharing it with your family and friends. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Medical Moms NICU, to receive free Medical Mom Takeaway tips. Join our Facebook Medical Mom Unity to share your NICU miracle story and medical milestones you are proud of. Happy Monday, or should I say, Happy Medical Mom of NICU Day. I'm Tanisha, and I'm joining you at home. The last episode, we were in the PICU. Jaleel had a respiratory infection, and it also turned into him needing oxygen support, 10 liters of oxygen in the PICU because he is immune suppressed from kidney transplant. So I'm happy to share that all three of my children are at home with me. We were discharged Friday, and I do have two under three on top of Jaleel being five. So I guess you can say I have three under six, which will shorten that. And I wanted to come on here first and foremost to say thank you for listening to Medical Moms of NICU podcast where we help NICU moms life after NICU moms and NICU moms and medically complex miracles navigate the medical system with ease as you can tell I'm a little under the weather and that's typical when you have children that are passing their germs to one to the next and you're nursing them back to help you get a little bit of the aftermath as a medical mom so I am treating myself with lots of hot teas and going to be eating some soup this week but I wanted to come on here to say what does discharge look like for those who are currently their child is inpatient what does a discharge look like and what are some tips medical mom tips that I have found helpful over the years well first and foremost if you can medical mom if you can participate and rounds. Rounds are when you have a nurse practitioner, a doctor that's taking care of your child and the unit and a couple other specialists that round on your child normally in the morning. Sometimes it can be as early as six up until noon. They round on your child. They let you know a report, full report of how they did overnight, their labs, their vitals, and even the projection of when they see them moving out of an intensive care unit from my son and transferring over to a specialty or when they foresee them actually discharging from the hospital. So you'll be able to ask your questions. And for those who have multiple children, sometimes that's nearly impossible to do if you're working. So, but if you are able to come to rounds, come to rounds, even if it's once 
or twice a week, depending on your child's inpatient stay. I normally try to come every other day, and I'm in constant communication with the nurse that is taking care of my son. And so I would recommend that. And then if you're not able to come to Rounds face-to-face, I would definitely call the nurse and ask her to report your concerns to the resident or the doctor that is taking care of your child. And sometimes the resident will give a daily report if you're not able to attend rounds. I've done that in the past where I I request a daily report on how my child is doing inpatient if I'm not able to be there. And so you can always request information if you have certain medical needs for your child, you can talk to the social worker and just express your concerns about what supplies you may need um, to be better be in position to take care of them. Or if you're feeling uncomfortable with what they'll be coming home with, you can also ask the nurses to communicate your concerns and they could possibly organize training so that you don't feel overwhelmed during a discharge. And then the next thing I would say is be aware. A lot of hospitals have family resource centers where parents can stay and sleep overnight. They can get meals throughout the day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner free of charge if they meet the economical quota. But a lot of times if your child's impatient, the hospital will 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 offer you free meals free meals throughout the, the day so that you can always have nutrition while you're nursing your child back to health and being there for their needs. And the other thing I would say too, when it comes to discharge stay, you always have a discharge coordinator and the discharge coordinator is really just there to review your child's chart and to also verify if your child receives supplies at home what companies like for our son he receives incontinence supplies he receives g-tube or feeding tube supplies and so i had to verify the supplier making sure that everything's in order for him to receive his supplies should he need additional supplies they already here at the house before he's discharged the last thing i would say because this is going to be a short episode as you can see my my son in the back and he needs a little bit more attention he's battling double ear infections and that's another thing too i want to speak up so when my oldest son was in a hospital in the picu i waited till he was completely removed from icu and he was off oxygen and went to the specialty floor but having all my three sleeping in the same room i was very alert about giving my other two, some tender love and care. So I took my youngest son to the after hours clinic at Children's, Arkansas Children's, which is open from five to nine, Monday through Thursday, and then on Saturdays in the morning. And they were able to verify it because he was having a lot of fussiness like he is now. And he did have a vomiting episode. So I checked him out because I didn't want him to be under the radar so they confirmed that he had an ear infection in both ears so he's on antibiotics with his big brother and then I took my daughter to the pediatrician on Friday because I knew that Jaleel was in the hospital so that gave me an opportunity to tend to my other two 
medically to make sure they're okay. And thankfully, my daughter, she's not not needing any medicine, but she is having a runny nose. So I'm just giving her over-the-counter medicine to help her soothe soothe those the common cold symptoms. But I will say if you have a child and patient, you have multiple, don't feel guilty of attending to your other children or attending to yourself. If you have a medical appointment that you need to make for yourself while your child's impatient because you're not feeling well, do it. Because when your child comes home, you're going to be responsible for them unless you have other support. And so if you can fit those, cram those appointments in when you're not able to be there for your child, make sure your other children are being observed from the medical professional as well as yourself, because that is part of your self-care. You can't take care of your medically complex miracle if you're not feeling well, your other children are not feeling well. So it's very important to do that. And then the nurses, because I call so much, they know my name, they'll set up a password just so that they can protect the privacy of your child's medical information. But also, they'll reassure me, we'll reach out to you. If anything changes that we know that you need to be aware of, we'll call you so that you're not in the dark while you're not there. And so I do truly appreciate, because in the first couple of years of Jalil's journey, I felt like I had to be there. I couldn't leave them bedside. And that's just a natural motherly thing where you just feel like you have to be there. No one can take care of your child better than you can. And that is true. But at the same time, you may need a break. You need may need to refresh yourself, take a shower, take a walk, eat some snacks. Talk to some family outside of just being in a hospital. Get some fresh air. Walk around the park. Sometimes they have an area where you can just picnic table and just sit and just feel the breeze and the sunlight, and that helps your mood while your child is in the hospital. And that's okay. So when you're able to be able to take a breather, do it, because that time in the hospital, and now that I've seen it many times, goes so quick. You think, oh, my God, it's dragging, but there's going to be an opportunity for you to pick your child up. They're just making sure everything is stabilized so that when you come home, it's as smooth a transition as possible. So I would just say take advantage of the care team tending to your child because especially if they're on the intensive care unit, they're going to always be monitored. The nurses only assign one or two patients because they have critical care. And so with my son being on oxygen support, they're not too far away. They're literally right across from my son's room at the nursing station because he is on oxygen support and they don't want him desat. So I would say ease your heart and know that your child is being observed constantly, especially if they're in critical care. And also bask in the, the opportunity to take care of things that you've been wanting to take care of but haven't been able to because you've been a caregiver, a medical mom. If you have appointments, if you have to tend to your other children, don't feel guilty. And I normally will explain to the care team a lot of times, hey, I have two other children that are under three. And they're like, you got your hands full. So it's not like I'm not present. And even when I do go, and this helps with mommy guilt, when you come visit, bring something special that your child loves. 
whether it be their favorite toy, their favorite blanket, oil them down with your favorite smell goods that you like to put on them because a lot of times the hospital lotion is dry and it doesn't really moisturize the skin. So bring castor oil or shea butter, whatever you like to oil your child in when they're in the hospital and that will make them feel your love even when you're not present. Sing songs, do music therapy. These are the things that can help bring balloons. Um, if it's a, if you're able to bring balloons on the floor, bring balloons because a lot of times I will do that just so that Jalil knows I'm there. Even though I'm not there, my presence is there. The nurses know I visited. People that come in and out know that Jalil is being cared of, cared for not only from them but family, immediate family members. So a lot of times I will come and bring certain personal touch items there to the hospital. I know he loves his blanket. I know he loves Elmo. I'll bring Elmo. I'll bring some balloons, you know, just so that it can lighten the mood when I come to visit and he can see something different other than what he's seeing currently. And so, and then also another tip is if you have other family members that you trust that you wouldn't mind visiting your child while you're not able to. That helps because the more the staff sees that your family is present, friends are present, then they are more alert. Hey, this child is loved. This child is cared for. And they'll be more open to being more present with the care. And it's not just a job. A lot of times when they don't see any visitors, they kind of neglect you know, a lot of the integral parts of being putting their special touch on the care is just routine. But when they see that this child is loved, then they have no choice but to match that love that they're in the hospital. And so I would say if you're not able to attend, have your aunt, if you're able to, friends, grandma, grandparents, those who you trust, open them up to visit because I know you can have one or two, I think two to three visitors. Sometimes one visitor, depending on how critical the floor is, but just invite them in to come visit, even if it's just for 30 minutes to an hour, and then they can give you updates when you're not present. And that'll ease your heart. That'll ease your heart. Last thing I wanted to say when it comes to discharge is make sure when it comes to discharge, my son is currently on a G-tube feed. So a lot of times I will bring his G-tube feed up to the hospital, his pump, because in the hospital they're using their own equipment. But when he comes when he comes home, a lot of times it'll fall on the time that he's supposed to be fed. So I'll bring his pump with me along with his milk and bag and all that so that he can be fed when he's coming home on the road he can be hooked up already in the car that way he doesn't skip a feed because sometimes discharge can take an hour or two and so you don't want your child to miss their feed if they're on g-tube feeds bring their pump already charged bring their change of clothes if you want to dress them appropriately to the weather bring the jacket bring the liner and 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 sweats and shoes because they're in a gown, so they're going to need a change of clothes. And if you want to make sure that they are bathed, just tell the nurses up there up there 
make sure he has a good bath before you come. That way you could just easily dress him with the clothes that he normally wears or she wears. And then it'll be easier for him to transition. Or you could participate in the bathing process. I've done that too, where I just freshen him up real good before he goes out. It depends on the weather. So by the weather being so different now and really chilly, I just got some warm wipes and just wiped them off real good. I know they keep them real clean and then put his clothes on. So just bring a change of clothes. Bring any medical supplies that you normally would use, like a feeding pump. That way the child can be fed while they commute to the home and not skip a feed. If there's medications, I'm sure the pharmacist, the nurse will review all those medicine changes with you. And you can pick those up at the the pharmacy at the hospital. And if you have any questions, then ask the pharmacist, hey, I have a question. There was an antibiotic prescribed for my son real time. And I said, do I give this, this antibiotic before his feed or after? And she wrote down the note that is two hours after feed and one hour before. So I designated time at 11, which is about to be 11 now to give him his medicine because it's been two hours since he had a feed and it's one hour prior to his next feed. So if you have special instructions, make sure you understand them. Don't rush the process. Make sure you understand those special instructions prior to discharge. If you don't feel comfortable with your child going home, you have the right to say, hey, I don't feel comfortable. He's still or she's still not where I think they should be because you have to sign the discharge paperwork. And if you're reluctant to sign that, talk to the doctors and share your concerns of why. And most of the times they'll work with you. Either they'll they'll extend to the next day. Another thing too, with discharge, sometimes it don't fall on the day that you can pick the child up. So sometimes you may have to request another additional day if you're working or your 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 partner's working. You may have to say, hey, can we come and discharge early morning on Saturday? I've done that too, where no one was available to pick our son up. And so they extended the day to the morning, the, the, the Friday evening that they thought we could come. We end up picking our child up on Saturday morning. So sometimes they can make exceptions and that'll give you opportunity to get things prepared. And I've done this last thing too for discharge. If take advantage of the time that your child is in the hospital, if you want to clean and get things prepped, sanitized, washed, uh, laundry, stripped sheets and stuff like that, do it because you have that opportunity to do it before they get home. And that way when they're home, you can really just focus on their care. So these are the special things that I would say that come to my mind that's helped me navigate the medical system with ease when it comes to a medical complex child being discharged from the hospital. I hope this helps you, Medical Moms and NICU. This is Medical Moms and NICU podcast, and right now I'm just unfiltered because I am dealing with a lot. My my son just came out of ICU Friday, was his discharge day, and then I'm also mourning the losses of my dad who passed in July of last year and my aunt who passed in December. And so 
I'm one here raw because I know that's where God wants me to be. Not, uh, not in a place of where I have to be anyone else that I hear, but my true self and my true transparency and share that because there's going to be a point where I have guests on, but for now, I just want to be consistent with sharing the lessons that I'm learning week to week, and hopefully you'll see glimpses of yourself. I hope that some of the discharge tips that I re- I gave that you can resonate with or you found helpful, and if so, please review this podcast. Leave us a, a rate and review and also share with other medical moms and Nikki that you know are in the hospital and preparing for discharge or the discharge date is coming up because I want this this platform to be global and worldwide. I want the medical moms of NICU to know there are different ways to approach a discharge and not every discharge is the same. So there's certain things you may not have to do that I mentioned. And there's certain things that you will have to do that I mentioned or you didn't even know. So please share this podcast. When you get an opportunity, share it, listen, and repeat. And I hope that you know that you are more than capable of handling your child's medically complex care. Until next Monday, or should I say Medical Mama Nikki Day, take care of yourself. I'm Tanisha.